This podcast is brought to you by Nerd Wallet. Are you paying for your me time with just any credit card in your wallet? While you shouldn't stop treating yourself, you should start paying with a credit card that has perks. Nerd Wallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending. Some even offering 10 times points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? A free flight? Room upgrades? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and term supply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hi, everyone. I'm Katie Couric, and this is Next Question. You know, when I look back at my 40-year career in media, one of the things that stands out to me is the seismic cultural shift we've seen. For the majority of my career, really until the last couple of years, so much of the news has been filtered through an incredibly narrow, mostly white, cis male lens. Whether it was the people who were interviewed, the questions that were asked, or the people who asked them. Good morning. This is Today. I'm Frank McGee, and here are the headlines. Good morning. Here's what's happening. Here begins something new. I'm Charles Kuroff, and this is... Will Curtis here with Maria Shriver visiting us today. It's good to have you, Maria. Good evening. The CBS Evening News with Walter Cronkite. This is NBC Nightly News with John Chancellor in New York. Harry Reasoner and Barbara Walters. Peter Jennings. Dan Rather. Sam Donaldson. I'm Frank Reynolds. And I'm Howard K. Smith in Washington. Good morning, everyone. I'm Tom Brokaw on Today with the newest member of the Today family, Jane Pauley, who comes to us from Indiana and Chicago. And as I said earlier, any family would be happy to welcome someone so bright and energetic and enterprising and just incidentally pretty as well. Mr. Well, Charlotte, would you, you agree with that? Yes, I wish you were younger. <laughs> no, I ask you not to do that. Yikes, Gene. Fortunately, some things have changed since then, and not just for women. The activism we've seen against racism in the wake of police brutality, the push for pay equity across industries, the continued pressure from the Me Too movement, the wave of LGBTQ representation in so many arenas are all getting us to a more inclusive, enlightened place. I reflected on these changes in my memoir, and when I look back, there's one interview for me that stands out as a prime example of how far we've come. Coming up in this half hour, it was a crime that shocked the entire nation. 
It was February 1999. Matthew Shepard, a gay student at the University of Wyoming, was found beaten and tied to a fence last fall. A cyclist passing by said he resembled a scarecrow. Shortly afterwards, Matthew Shepard died, and now his parents are talking for the first time. I interviewed Matthew's parents, Judy and Dennis, on the Today Show. This was just four months after their son was brutally beaten and left for dead. Four months after his death became a national story and a clarion call for gay rights. What do you think Matt would have thought of all this? Because to some, he's, he's become almost a martyr. Well, it's a very frightening concept as a parent that your son now becomes a martyr and a figure, public figure for the world. Uh, he's just our son. We talked about what Matt was like. Well, he's a loving and kind, gentle spirit who had uh, respect for everyone's views. And how they reacted when he told them he was gay. He was our son. We would have accepted and loved him and supported him no matter what decisions he'd made. And then... Having said that, was it a bit hard to accept at all? You want to see your son or your daughter uh, have grandchildren so that the family tree continues. It was hard to uh, accept the fact that it stops here. Listening to it now, I'm struck by how differently the subject of having a gay child was treated back then. I brought this up recently when I interviewed the Scottish actor and queer icon, Alan Cumming, pointing out how dated this line of questioning feels now. I think with so much actually has changed and since, you know, and, 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 and then of course Matthew Shepard was a huge turning point, I think. And that was actually right when I first came to New York, 1998, that's when I was doing cabaret. I remember it. But I think those things, those, it's like, it's like, you know, stuff, pre-Me Too stuff. Right. sounds now so like, how insane could we have put up with all that? But actually what you're talking about when you said that to him, that is very much how people thought in those days. It, it's, it does, it is dated, but it's, it's not, it's not offensive or it wasn't offensive or meant from any place of offense. It's just really interesting how things in certain areas sometimes change so fast. And thank God that we have got a generation of young people who are coming up who don't think in the same way that we are, who weren't brought up in the same way that we are, who have grown up with the possibility of otherness all around them. I am so kind of heartened by the young. When it comes to LGBTQ acceptance, Matthew Shepard, as Alan Cumming just said, was in many ways the turning point in this country. His gruesome death sounded the alarm and inspired a whole new generation of activists to fight for the equality and protections the LGBT community deserved. I've been lucky enough to interview the Shepherds in the years since. In fact, Judy came on my talk show in 2013. Day to day it changes. Sometimes it seems like it was just yesterday, as you said, or 100 years ago. It's, it, every day is a brand new day, still, after 15 years. It never gets easier for those who loved Matt. His life and death impacted so many. And on today's episode, this Thanksgiving week, just a few days shy of what would have been his 45th birthday, we explore Matthew Shepard's legacy through one of those people who knew, loved, and was inspired by him. I will apologize if there's times that I get teary and I cry because it just means so much to me to be doing what I'm doing. And um, I, sometimes I get a little bit overwhelmed because life has come full circle for me. 
Jeff Mack was a friend of Matt's at the University of Wyoming. They met through the LGBT, there wasn't a Q yet, group on campus. The LGBT group was just our great way of all getting together and knowing each other. And Matt was such a nice, sensitive person, super smart, would give you the shirt off his back, uh, was just always just so, so kind. Um, and someone you always wanted to go have a, a beer with or, you know, hang out with or talk politics with and, you know, wanting both wanting to be in politics. It was it was fun to be able to, to talk about that. Today, Jeff is the newly appointed executive vice president of the Matthew Shepard Foundation, an LGBTQ education, outreach and advocacy organization started by Judy and Dennis. Uh, I cried in every interview for this job. And I, I said I said to everybody, it's like, I don't cry during job interviews, but this just means so much to me. And carrying on, on his legacy just means so much. I grew up in Wyoming. I grew up in a town of 180 people called Chugwater, Wyoming. And I grew up 10 miles outside of that on a farm. And gay wasn't something that people really knew. And if it was, it was something that was was very, very bad. And uh, I went off to school at the University of Laramie, or University of Wyoming Laramie, and was not out. I was a fraternity member, and I left to go work for my fraternity on the East Coast and came back and was admissions counselor. So I was about three, three and a half years older than Matt. And, you know, I was young and I joined the LGBT, or I was a part of the LGBT group because I couldn't join it because I was not a student, but I was a young professional and that was my that was my outlet to to be gay and getting to know Matt through the LGBT group and having that safe space was my only outlet while I was in in Laramie wasn't out to my family wasn't out to anybody and when um, when Matt died I was actually on a work trip and one of my colleagues got sick and couldn't go on the recruiting trip and so we drove up to Jackson that week to do a recruiting trip for the university. And uh, our boss, Kathy, called one morning and was the morning that Matt was found. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it just, it, I mean, 20 plus years later, it just still gets me. And um, Kathy goes, would you please sit down? And so I sat down and, and Kathy told me that Matt had been found tied to a fence post and was in critical condition in, in Fort Collins. And she said, come home now. And it was a couple of days later that he then died. Uh, so then through that entire next year, it was all of us trying to just figure out what was going on with our lives. We really bonded together. Uh, the, the group really tried to start doing some activism. And so that really, at that moment, gave me the, the, the introspect to go, is admissions where I need to be? And you look at so many of Matt's friends, and we've all kind of gone in our own paths, I took the path of, I was just like, I have to save the world. I have to do something. Jeff left the small town of Laramie, Wyoming and his admissions job at the university. He moved to big cities, Denver first, then LA and Washington DC, weaving his passion for LGBTQ activism with the nonprofit world. He worked for the Human Rights Campaign, the Outfest Film Festival, the American Red Cross, and the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts. 
the the thing that has happened through all of this, Judy kind of became my adopted virtual mom. Judy has, has seen me grow as, you know, this kid who's too scared to be in the Laramie Project because he didn't want people to think he was gay, to see me grow as a professional. I wasn't too much older than Matt. Um, it always breaks my heart thinking that if I had been there that week, would I have gone out for a drink with him? You know, would we, would, would, would something else have been different? You know, I used to go karaoke at the fireside and, you know, it was, it was one of those places that we would go to and we never felt in danger until that happened. I was, I, I had never been called faggot or anything like that. Um, and so Laramie changed in a way. And that's one of the reasons why I, I decided to leave because I, I needed to see the big city and I, and I wanted to go out and, and change the world. And coming back here and, and seeing what the foundation has done and Judy and Dennis just going and talking to people has really put a face to it and has helped people understand that being an ally is very, very important still to this day. Judy and Dennis launched the Matthew Shepard Foundation on their son's birthday, December 1st, 1998. And in the 23 years since, the organization and Judy and Dennis have had a huge impact on legislation, lobbying for marriage equality, overturning Don't Ask, Don't Tell, fighting job discrimination policies, and most profoundly. This afternoon, I signed into law the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crimes Prevention Act. A bill that was also named for James Byrd Jr., a Texas man who was brutally killed by three white supremacists just a few months before Matthew's murder. Judy and Dennis worked so hard to get the Hate Crimes Prevention Act, and that was 2009. And so that took 10 years to, to get. This is the culmination of a struggle that has lasted more than a decade. And time and again, we faced opposition. Time and again, the measure was defeated or delayed. Time and again, we've been reminded of the difficulty of building a nation in which we're all free to live and love as we see fit. What the act did was greatly expand the government's ability to prosecute federal hate crimes, including, now for the first time, those crimes motivated by a victim's sexual orientation, gender identity, or disability. Its passage 12 years ago was historic, and it still stands as a landmark piece of legislation. When we come back, how Matthew Shepard inspired a new generation of activists. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. By the 1990s, the culture wars were raging. Everything from abortion to religion to women in the military sparked vicious debate, but none more so than gay rights. The agenda that Clinton and Clinton would impose on America, abortion on demand, a litmus test for the Supreme Court, homosexual rights, discrimination against religious schools, women in combat units, The tension at the time is pretty well represented in Pat Buchanan's fiery speech at the 1992 Republican National Convention. There is a religious war going on in this country. It is a cultural war as critical to the kind of nation we shall be as the Cold War itself. For this war is for the soul of America. And in that struggle for the soul of America, Clinton and Clinton are on the other side, and George Bush is on our side. Meanwhile... I can't even say the word. Why can't I say the word? I mean, why can't I just say... Gay life was making its way into the nation's living rooms like never before. Susan, I'm gay. You know, Ellen came out and had repercussions and lost her show. When... Matt was killed. I think Will and Grace came out just a couple months before that. It's not that big a deal. Not that big a deal. You just jumped into Jack's arms. Last time a woman did that, a woman has never done that. We we weren't seeing our images on mainstream TV. We were either a stereotype or an add-on character. So what's new? Still uh, a lesbian? Well. But Matthew's death, in many ways, turned the tide culturally and politically. You know, I hate to always say it, and I think people have said it, but Matt's death was the second Stonewall. And it really invigorated everyone to really stand up for themselves. You saw something that was so tragic and so hate-filled, and it just rallied the community in a way that hadn't been seen in a long, long time. And, you know, you often see such a huge tragedy will will rally communities. And I think it's those kind of things that awaken people and shock people 
and then they get shocked into action. And I think everyone got shocked into action by that. Good evening. Matthew Shepard was not a cause. He was not an issue. Matthew Shepard was a young man who had a future and was denied that future. All the candlelight vigils. The best tribute we can give to Matthew is to cherish life every day. It really brought a lot of allies out. I am a white, heterosexual, raised as a Catholic Republican. And I am so ashamed of my people right now. It brought a lot of people who you wouldn't necessarily anticipate would be an activist or would go out and, you know, march. I am so pissed off. I can't stop crying. And it just hit me. Why... I am so devastated by it. It's because this is what I was trying to stop. This is exactly why I did what I did. It happened all over the country. It happened all over the world. It really brought attention to, you know, this is this is a problem. And the, you know, everyone's like, they're asking for special rights. And, you know, it was, we were like, no, we're asking for, for equal rights. And that helped the allies get behind saying, you know, yeah, they, they need these protections and, and they need this. And it really just created an army of young activists that spread out and, and chose the nonprofit world to, to go. And I have so many friends that decided to do it right at the same time as me. And, and Matt was one of the underlying issues or one of the motivations for, for everybody to do that, to get out there and, and make an impact because it could have been any one of us. We'll be right back. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Thanks to the work of organizations like the Matthew Shepard Foundation and dedicated activists inspired by his life and death, the last 20 years have seen tremendous strides for the LGBTQ community. April of 2000, Vermont made same-sex marriage legal. One of the big stories this week is Vermont. Vermont, of all places, has pretty much okayed gay marriage. In 2009, the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Hate Crimes Prevention Act becomes law. 2011, Don't Ask, Don't Tell was over. In 2013... Historic breaking news coming out of Washington today. The Supreme Court strikes down the Defense of Marriage Act, DOMA, which became law in 1996. This is a major, broadly written opinion which strikes down the law on the ground that it discriminates against gay people. In 2015, President Obama acknowledged the LGBTQ community in his State of the Union address. That's why we defend free speech and advocate for political prisoners and condemn the persecution of women or religious minorities or people who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. We do these things not only because they are the right thing. In June of 2015, and I remember exactly where I was, I was in a conference room in Boston when the Supreme Court declared that same-sex was a constitutional right. All of us cried. It's profound, the five to four vote, in many ways reflecting the huge societal shift of the last 20 years. And then in 2015, the military would allow transgender Americans to serve openly in the military. May of 2016, Stonewall Inn became a national monument. In 2018, more than 150 LGBT candidates were elected into office in the 2018 midterm elections. Once Tuesday night's victors are sworn in for the first time in history, the United States will have more than 1,000 LGBTQ officials serving at once. And then, you know, we started seeing more gay, lesbian, bisexual people on, on TV. The original show was fighting for tolerance. Our fight is for acceptance. Hey, world, there's a new power couple on the horizon. Cam and Mitch. Kitch. No, that sounds weird. Ma'am. We'll find it. I wish I knew how to quit you. I'm not gonna get pregnant because I don't like having sex with men. So anyway, I'm by. You're wearing a wedding dress to my wedding. This is not a wedding dress. It's a white floor-length gown. It's very different. Did it come with a veil? No, it came with a headdress. Uh, what? I've been doing this show for 10 years. I still have the same haircut. I wear the same $10 blazers. Donald, if you didn't like me then, you're really probably not gonna like me now because I'm hosting SNL and I'm like so gay, dude. This is Moonlight, the best picture. And I am here today because I am gay. And now, you know, later on, we're seeing more transgender people on, on TV. Listen, Doc, I need my dosage. I've given five years, $80,000 in my freedom for this. I'm finally who I'm supposed to be. Do you understand? I can't go back. I look at it this way. Bruce, always telling a lie. 
just lived the lie his whole life about who he is. And uh, I, I can't do that any longer. Are you, are you saying that you're going to start dressing up like a lady all the time? <laughs> all my life, my whole life, I've been dressing up like a man. This is me. It's the little, it's, you know, getting out of the shower and the towels around your waist and you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're just like, there I am. Today, it may be a different world. But unfortunately, the work to protect the LGBTQ community must continue. In 2021, the 2021 legislative session, over 250 potentially harmful LGBTQ-related bills were introduced throughout the country, over half of which were anti-trans. That is more than has ever been introduced in the history of America. And so, and I don't, I don't think people know that. And I think if people knew that, they'd make, want to pay a little bit more attention. And so, you know, we, we have to stay vigilant. I'm hopeful, I'm optimistic, but I have to be vigilant. What would life look like for the LGBT community uh, if we didn't have that second wave and that second stone wall? You know, I would prefer to have Matt here, but thank God something good came out of it. Being here is humbling and it is inspiring and I just want to do right for the organization and really carry on the legacy for, for Matt. Thank you to my guest Jeff Mack and to everyone at the Matthew Shepard Foundation. Next week on Next Question, we're cooking up something special. I'm not a podcast host. This is, <laughs> I'm moonlighting. This is not my full-time gig. Allison Roman is here and she's playing me. I'm going to take a quick breather from my whirlwind tour, but don't worry, I'll be back before you know it, sharing my favorite moments from my cross-country trip. But until then, you're in good hands with our guest host, the chef and cookbook author, Allison Roman. So stay tuned. Next Question with Katie Couric is a production of iHeartMedia and Katie Couric Media. The executive producers are me, Katie Couric, and Courtney Litz. The supervising producer is Lauren Hansen, associate producers Derek Clements, Adriana Fazio, and Emily Pinto. The show is edited and mixed by Derek Clements. For more information about today's episode or to sign up for my morning newsletter, Wake Up Call, go to katiecouric.com. You can also find me at Katie Couric on Instagram and all my social media channels. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.